For all those people out there that ask the question like, can I travel and work on an iPad? No. No is the response. It's a fucking nightmare. Yeah, for a week, maybe. For anything more than that, no. This is the Travel Freedom Podcast. I'm Tomo. And I'm Megzi. And it's time to collect your ticket to world travel and a location-independent lifestyle. Every Monday, we talk travel and money. Ultimate travel hacking tips and destination advice recorded on location. We also interview digital entrepreneurs who reveal the methods to creating a location-independent online income. So subscribe on iTunes now and discover travel freedom for yourself with the Travel Freedom Podcast. This is Travel Mondays. Show notes are at travelfreedompodcast.com slash 041. In this episode, we explore Bratislava in Slovakia, one of Europe's lesser-known capitals. Bratislava is a city in Central Europe. Few people said that like, we are already like Eastern Europe, but I said like Vienna is the central and Bratislava is only 60 kilometers from there, so it's not really Eastern Europe. We also get our fill of creamy, cakey goodness. This is called kremes. It's like got a layer of what almost looks like a cake on the top and the bottom. Two different types of cream layered in between. Three centimeters of cream there. There's a lot of cream. That's yeah. quite a good amount of cream. <laughs> well, greetings and Salutations, Travel Freedom Podcast listeners. Happy Monday to you all. Happy Monday. Yes. Okay, well, let's get straight into it. Time for the news. Got a jingle? Uh, it's news. It's news. It's news. It is the news. And this room's echoey today. It's not normally this echoey. Sorry about that. Um, I can't be bothered to fix that right now because we're all set up and ready to go. Okay, so yes, the travel news is we are settled in, well, this room and the rest of the apartment for the next three months. We will try and put up some soundproofing so that yeah. future episodes will sound a little bit better than that. We'll create a cave like we did in Morocco, yes. so it's got perfect sound. But yeah, it's happened. We're in one place. Yay! It's crazy. I mean, last Monday when we were talking about it, we were literally not even unpacked. We'd sort of just walked in the door and gone, we've got to record a podcast today. Yeah, I've actually taken stuff out of our backpack and put them in drawers. Drawers? Drawers. Oh I my hung, God. I hung stuff. I hung stuff up. This is dangerous. What if I we know. never get them out of the drawer? What if we stay here forever? It's crazy. No, we won't stay here forever because in the winter it's like minus 15. Yeah, we're not doing winter again. We won't we be doing winter again. But uh, we are in Bucharest. So yes. if anyone is traveling by Bucharest, it's a fantastic place for digital nomads. Cheap cost of living. Fast internet. Oh my God, the internet's so fast. And just a really nice place to hang out. So if you are dropping by, let us know. Yeah, tweet us at My Travel Freedom and say, hello, do you want to go and get a beer? And we're like, yes. Yeah, especially if you want to buy us a beer. Then we'll say yes straight away. Yes. Don't even need to ask. More on our uh, lack of beer money in a minute. We'll explain this has been a bit oh, of a crazy dear, week. Yes. But um, later in the show, we are talking to Betty from Bratislava Tourism. We met up with her whilst we were in Bratislava. It's the capital of Slovakia, in case you didn't know. That used to be part of Czechoslovakia, which of course split. And you got the Czech Republic, which has Prague in it. And you got Slovakia, which Bratislava is the capital of. So yeah, really nice little city. Um, we'll be talking about the history and food and the beer later on. But right now... Yes, in other news, the Wednesday before last, which was the 10th of June, was probably the biggest clusterfuck of a day we've had in two years. Yeah, I mean, we've had some crazy difficult travel situations, but... It's this like everything one, happened in one day. Every single thing that could possibly go wrong went wrong. And what we is that, Murphy's Law? Yeah, <laughs> if something? it can go wrong, it will go wrong. Well, it hasn't gone wrong until now, and then it all went wrong it on did. the same day. So I don't know what Murphy was talking about. But we've had some crazy travel problems. We weren't actually traveling. We were in Bucharest already, but 
a lot of shit went wrong. So yeah, this is not going to be a rant, but we actually want to explain to you just how ridiculous this is. And hopefully in the future, we're going to be able to bring you some information on sort of the solutions that we came up with and how we managed to fix things. But yeah, yeah let's talk about what actually happened yeah, on so Wednesday the 10th. First of all, in the morning, we discovered the apartment that we were planning to move into. We'd seen pictures and stuff and we'd uh, hired someone, like an agent to get it, find us a place. And we'd seen the pictures and we went there and it was a sauna box. Like it just, it was a horrible area. It was like really, really old communisty. Like, like they're doing broken up, down. Yeah, they're doing really up a bad. lot of Bucharest and making it a lot nicer. And the area we're in right now is fantastic, but this area just was shit. Like we were just like, oh, oh no, we can't stay here. Like everything so, was wrong. It just like yeah. all of the spidey sense was going. Don't, no, don't you do can't it. move in don't here. Don't do it. I don't care how far towards hiring this place you've gone and like you've already paid money and stuff like we can't move here. No, no. We can't move here. So we didn't have anywhere else to stay. We were really lucky we were staying at Crazy Duck Hostel who are fantastic and have been so good to us and they let us crash in their dorm room. What they didn't tell us was that in that particular dorm room was a yeti of a man who snores like a fucking ocean liner. Yeah, now we've never ever in the last two years, over two years since we started traveling full time, we have not stayed in a single dorm. That's been our rule. But we were at this situation like hours before we were supposed to move into apartment. We went, shit, we're not moving into this apartment anymore. So what are we going to do? And they were really nice and they, they gave us the room for the night, which was awesome. But yeah, this guy snored, didn't get any sleep. It was so funny. We saw one of the hostel chicks who worked there the next morning and we were, she was like, how did you sleep? And we were like, we didn't sleep. He snores. And she's like, I know. <laughs> Sorry. There was actually like another guy who was meant to stay in here for like a week and he stayed one night and left. Yeah. He moved out because this guy's snoring was was that bad. It's just so loud. Even with earplugs in, really all I could hear was him snoring. Yeah. He was so out of it. I reckon we could have like removed a kidney and he wouldn't have even known it happened. Yeah. Shit. But anyway, so shortly after we realized we didn't have an apartment and had to start searching for one, and a little bit before the snoring, because that happened in the evening, of course, we discovered, well, I discovered, someone had hacked my bank account. All my cards had to be cancelled, and I got no access to any money from any of those accounts, like three accounts, including credit card, everything gone. We were actually really lucky no one actually stole any money. They, they had tried actually, to. They tried to. They tried to steal like $3,000, but luckily the bank was like, mm, this doesn't seem right, and sort of shut that all down. So luckily we didn't lose any money, but we actually don't have access to any money until we can get new bank cards. Yeah, so we're sort of waiting for those to come through, and uh, they're not here yet. So we're Big in... shout out to my parents for coming through on some cash. Just a few dollars. So we nice. can get the apartment, pay the deposit on the apartment. But yeah, so a couple of hours after being on the phone for the bank, we then really realized while searching for apartments on Meg's MacBook that it didn't charge anymore. No, so my Mac has stopped. I took it down to the store and this isn't like Mac land here. Romania is not Mac land. There are no Apple stores that you can just frequently go into. There's a couple of places. Luckily we're in the capital because there are a couple of service places here, but I took it in there and they're like, no, she's dead. That's gone skis. Yeah, it's just like the price to replace the parts, we might as well get a new computer because we're going to spend half the cost of a new computer just to replace the parts that were broken for an old crappy computer. She has now gone to Silicon Heaven. Oh, yes, and that's okay. But it does mean we're without a second computer for a couple yeah, of weeks. working on the we... iPad, which makes Meg very cranky. Yes. For all those people out there that ask the question, like, can I travel and work on an iPad? No. No is the response. It's a fucking nightmare. Yeah, for a week, maybe, for... Anything more than that? No. I chopped a tantrum like a two-year-old yesterday because, like, 
something went completely wrong and wasn't doing what I wanted it to do because you're working on applications and not programs. And it just didn't work. And like this whole article got deleted and I chucked a tantrum like a two-year-old child. <laughs> yeah, it was quite scary. But, um, yeah, so limited access to money for a couple of weeks, which is a bit of a disaster. But we somehow had to scrape together 800 euros to pay for the deposit and for the first month's rent on this apartment. And uh, now we're sort of scraping by on whatever other money because we're just waiting for... we got a few payouts that are coming from different companies for blogging work. They're coming into my Australian account. Yeah, so there's an Australian account which has less money in than the English account had. And yeah. Blah, 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 blah. And, and now, yeah, money, 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 blah, blah, blah. It means we've got no money to buy a laptop at the moment because, yeah, we just don't have access to the right funds. So that means more iPad and less laptop. For more tantrums. Week still. More tantrums. More Meg tantrums. So that's the river of pity that links back to uh, the that's headline topic. That's where we topic. are at the moment. These things happen. So like we said, we're going to tell you how we rectify these these things over uh, the next couple of episodes and yeah. yeah we'll come up with some amazing solutions we but, did come up some, with some really good solutions but yes this does actually link back to the headline topic for today the one amazing tip that we discovered in the last couple of weeks that has absolutely revolutionized our ability Ooh. to travel in non-english speaking countries it is a good one. Oh yes and we are going to reveal what that is but yeah i'm not exaggerating it's awesome this has completely changed the way we travel and from now on we're just gonna be even more streamlined and awesome it is crazy because we've been on the road for two years and i don't know why we didn't think of this never before. thought of it crazy and, and then, then yeah in budapest boom. it just sort of happened by accident i guess with super success and pretty much also saved our bacon in finding an apartment here. But, so, but, but, I think... Oh, it's been a while, hasn't it? It has been a while since we've done this. I think it might be time for a story corner. I think it's story corner time. What sort of story corner? We're in sort of Eastern Central Europe. Oh, what accent will you do? Maybe like, uh, hello, this is uh, the Slovak-Hungarian sort of strange <laughs> accent. <laughs> uh, generic story corner voice. Welcome to story corner. <laughs> I love it. Where is that from? I don't know, but I think that's really cute. <laughs> Maybe it was sort of Dutch-Russian. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we were in Budapest. So we were in Budapest. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, you know, it's like gone worse. Russian. It's gone worse. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, we were in Budapest. This all came down to us trying to find a restaurant. Which is the crazy thing. In Budapest, they have these day menus. There's all the countries in Europe that have day menus. Basically, it's like a two or three course menu that's really, really cheap. And we know there's like loads of them around because when walking around, you see them on the board. But because it was our last day, we were like, uh, we haven't got much money left. And we want to try and find goulash because we've been in Hungary for over a week and we haven't had goulash. So let's look it up on the internet because otherwise we're going to walk around for two hours. We're going to be starving. It was Saturday, so there's less chance of getting a daily menu, less places doing it. Yeah. So, yeah, we did a bit of an English search and we typed in, like, you know, day menus, blah, blah, blah. It just kept coming up with the tourist menu. Yeah, like two or three like, tourist menus in the same places that happen to be well covered in like, English. Like seven to 12 euros. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it, they were Which is really expensive. expensive in Budapest. That's like even though it might be like a two course, three course meal, that's really yeah, quite expensive. Actually for Budapest that's an expensive two course meal. Yeah, so we really weren't finding much in English and you know, we were just having a look around and going, Oh, there has to be a day menu somewhere and then I had this epiphany. It was like a Light moment, bulb moment. and I jumped on Google Translate and I put the word for day menu into Google Translate and I translated it into Hungarian and then I Google searched that word that Hungarian word 
And it was like, bing, 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 so Hundreds many different. There was even like an actual website dedicated to daily menus. And it had like all the restaurants listed and what days they offered the menus and even and what. which food was on which on, day. Exactly. And what all the prices were. And these weren't coming up on the English searches. No, because they're all in Hungarian. And the websites were still in Hungarian. But the awesome thing about having Google Chrome, and I'm not sure other browsers seem to actually do this, but if you use Google Chrome and you go on a foreign website, it goes, do you want to translate this? Like, and it how? does. So we just translated everything instantly into English, and within minutes we'd found like 10 different options. Some more expensive, some cheaper, but we found this one place, basically they were offering a traditional two-course menu for less than four US dollars per person. They had a rating of like 4.7 on Google. Yeah, really good ratings, and we went there, and it was this little cellar bar, and we're going to talk about this in the Budapest episode, because we got some live recordings of eating the glash and stuff, and it, it was really good. Yeah. So yeah, but this actually all links back to our complete clusterfuck Wednesday the 10th of June, because then we're like, uh, we don't have an apartment, and we had a local who was finding us an apartment, and now that's over, that's not going to happen anymore, so we've got to go and find ourselves an apartment. Desperately need an uh, apartment, like, yeah, yesterday. Today. Well, yeah, like, yesterday. We already... Yeah. And like, we screwed. just found that a lot of the English websites were coming up with these, like, expat mansions. Yeah. Five-bedroom homes with three bathrooms and... You know, your own yeah. your personal tram into All the these city. People who work for multinationals coming here and going, I want to live somewhere expensive because I used to paying London prices and now I'm here. It's yeah, so we couldn't find anything for less than 500 euros a month. And really, our budget is 300. Yeah. So we did the same thing. Yep, we went, okay, that thing we did in Hungary, let's try that. Let's put apartment rentals into Google Translate, translate into Romanian, put the Romanian words into just regular google.com, and bam. There it was. Yeah, there were two major websites that were completely in Romanian that just listed every Loaded. single apartment in town. Loaded with And they apartments. also listed ones that weren't through an agent, so we didn't have to pay agent fees as well. No, it was direct, which was awesome. Some are for agents, some are not, but we could see with the translation, like some of them it was obvious it was an agent, and the others were like, okay, that looks like a regular person. Yeah. There was one that we saw, and we are like, we love it, we love it, we love it, we love it. We want to go see it, and this is the apartment we're currently in right now. We got the apartment through yeah. a private person, not through an agent. We didn't have to pay extra fees. We, we had have to, to pay, put extra deposit. We had to put extra deposit down because in Bucharest, if you want to get an affordable local apartment, they expect you to rent for a year. So very few people are willing to rent for three months. It's a lot harder. So she was like, I will do it but I want extra deposit because if you guys like leave early, I'm keeping your money. Which is fair enough. Yeah. But we so. got the deposit back at the end anyway, so yeah. it's absolutely But fine. it did mean we had to slam down 800 euros from our completely missing bank accounts and scrape the money together. So. Thanks, Mom. But anyway, yeah, this is, this is it. And I've tested this tip a few times. I did on a few random tests because I'm writing some stuff at the moment that I'm not going to reveal what that's about. But yeah, I put it in like for Bangkok, got the words back in Thai, put those into the english to google.com and there it was loads so and loads of apartments and you can even put like a number next to it so like for our 300 euro apartment we put 300 next to it and then all the hits that came up on google would be the ones that are priced at 300 rather than having just a list that were any prices you, it actually just came up with 300 euro apartments which yeah is awesome. so it might not work in countries that have like less internet access they might not be you know so yeah, savvy like on the Laos, internet like yeah loud something it's People who aren't really internet users, there's not a lot of stuff in local language anyway. It's probably mostly in English from hostels trying to advertise to tourists. We don't know. We haven't fully tested it. We're just saying that so far here has been an absolute win. This has been by far the best tip that we have discovered in the last two years. It's just so simple. And we wish we'd been doing this the whole oh, time. Oh, what have we missed because like, we haven't done it? We're finding local foods that people wouldn't know about. There's not an English local restaurants that have only been reviewed in local languages. 
just it's amazing gold mine yep. so there you go most powerful tip use Google Translate before you do your search not just to translate websites afterwards and make sure you got Chrome because it just makes it so easy bada boom oh yeah So anyway, yes, uh, today's feature destination is Bratislava. We were there for a few days last month. And aside from finding some top-notch craft beer for about two to three euros a pint at Le Cinq Craft Beer Cafe, we, mm, it was good. we also explored the history of the area. Yeah, one of the most popular local wine varieties, it's called Marie Theresa. And yes, this is a little history story, not just a boozy alcohol story. It's alcohol history. It's my favorite kind of history. Exactly. So, um, Marie Theresa, or is it Maria Theresa? It's, I think it might be Maria Theresa. Maria Theresa. One of the two. Is one of the only ever female rulers of the Habsburg family. And the Habsburg Empire are the ones who ruled the Astro-Hungarian Empire for about 400 years. It only really broke Astro. up. Astro. Not Astro. Astro-Hungarian would be like a space-Hungarian uh, empire. Astro boy. Oh, Astro. No. No, the Austro-Hungarian yeah, Empire. Yeah, which broke up just after World War One. Yeah, so that was sort of like Central and Eastern Europe was all Austro-Hungarian for quite a while. Yeah, but it said that she was a massive fan of the Carpathian wine and even credited her insane fertility. Yeah, because she had 16 kids Six, in her lifetime. She popped out 16. That's unbelievable. Yeah, and she credits it back to the wine of this region. Yeah, and legend also says that during her coronation anniversary, she held this massive celebration in Bratislava where the fountains of the city sprayed wine everywhere. And this wine recipe was her favorite, and it's still the basis of the same wine that's named after her today that you can get in Bratislava. So there you go. There are some of the history that we learned. Yeah, in Alcohol News, the wine Bratislava Tourism gave us to sample was yum. Yes, it was actually very, very nice. It was nice. really good. Like, yeah. we were really impressed. One of the things we've discovered traveling all around Europe is that everybody's making their own wine. We didn't even know that all these countries are making their own wine, but they're all keeping yeah. it to themselves. You think like, oh, Italy, France, Spain, maybe Germany are making wines and you see them in international supermarkets no, everybody's and other they're wine. all doing it everybody's making like wine. in Bratislava and in the Carpathian mountains at the edge of the range which starts there and runs all the way through to Romania it's just all these tiny wineries loads and loads of sort of family-run wineries and they've been there for hundreds of years some yep. of the buildings are the original buildings that have been like four or five hundred years old just making it for the locals yeah it's uh, it for really crazy they just don't export very much so you have to go to Bratislava if you want to try a lot of their wine exactly. and we did try quite a few of their wines and I have to say almost all of them were great including a rosé yeah we actually liked not, a rosé yeah. it's uh, strange and while we were there we were staying in a really massive private double room with kitchenette at Freddie next to Mercury Hostel which is actually run by a guy called Freddie. Yeah, you can see on the wall, like, a list of famous Freddies. It's a sort of, you know... It's nothing to do with Freddie Mercury. It's the sort of style we like. It's a little bit of a mix of vintage and upcycling, and there's just random bits and pieces around. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a cool little place. It's a little bit out of the city, but you can get a tram, which only takes, like, five to ten minutes to drive into the centre, so... Yeah, and the centre itself, it's kind of like a, a mini Vienna. Yeah. So, one of the good things that, actually, you know, because you think with the communism that they destroyed everything and rebuilt the, these block communist structures that we know today but actually they just covered them over all of the beautiful old buildings that had this gorgeous sort of architecture they just covered it up so when communism ended they took it down again and repainted it and it's still there so that's why these old towns are still so beautiful yeah especially for Bratislava at least really interesting to walk around as it's somewhere that is less visited less known to an international market they mainly just get half day trips people come in from Vienna for a half day because it only takes an hour and a half or so to get there and they walk around and then they leave 
we of course stayed there for a couple of days, so we got to actually explore the city at night as well, and that was really, really cool. Actually, we're going to get onto some of that in just a minute. But before we do, there was actually this random story when we were walking through the old town, right in the centre. This sort of this this buildings with these archways that lead into a central courtyard. And we walked under there, and there was just this upright piano just sitting in the arch. Like that's odd. Who's just left that outside? And then some guy just walked up. Just some young guy walked up and started playing piano very well. Yeah, playing it very Actually, well. Yes, we got a clip of it. We recorded it because he was playing incredibly well. So we're going to play that right now. And as quickly as he began, he just finished playing and walked off. Yeah, I've got no idea why the piano was there, what, it, I mean, what he was do, doing. They do set them up in different places where it's like, we're just going to put a piano here and if someone wants to play it, like in an airport or yeah. a train station, but maybe it's that sort Under of an arch. Very random. It's very, very random. Okay, so before we get on to our interview with Betty from Bratislava Tourism, the other really cool experience we had, which was of course food-related, we like to have food-related experiences, yeah. was we visited this uh, Slovak pub. It's like a traditional pub. It sounds a bit touristy. It was a little bit touristy, but the food was awesome. Cheesy freaking heaven. Yeah, we got some live stuff from there, so let's play that right now. Do you like cheese and bacon? Yeah. Yes, yeah. we do. A glorious thing has just happened to us. We have been enlightened with cheese and bacon here in Bratislava. First of all, I'm going to try and pronounce the traditional name correctly for this one. It is not very easy to read. Essentially, it's dumplings with cabbage. They're not like big dumplings. They're like little dumpling pellets, as it were. Like gnocchi. Yeah, it's almost like gnocchi with bacon and cheese and cabbage. It's just dirty. It's just dirty. Yeah. So what we did was we got the big plate that was meant to be for two people, but I reckon three or four could devour this. Because that's the first dish. In the center, we have the pierogi, which are just loaded full of cheese. And then they have like a sour cream on top with chives and bacon. I think it's actually dill. Oh, it's dill. I think so. No, it's like chives. Oh, chives and dill then. It's the little, the yeah. little stringy bits. Chives and dill mixed on top. The pierogi is Yeah, amazing. it's like a cheese filled large dumpling type thing that explodes with cheese in your mouth and of course covered in bacon. Everything's covered in bacon, that's good. Mm -hmm. And the third one is Rahaluski. Rahaluski, so it's back to being like that potato dumpling, like kidnocky. And this is just cheesy, cheesy fill. Yeah, because it's also got speck in it, which is like the bacon, the local bacon. And the whole thing is made with a sheep's cheese. Which is the specialty of the area, actually. It's called Rinza, it's the sheep's cheese. And so yeah, it's good. this is a carb cheese bacon fest of epic proportions and for 11.90 this is gonna super fill us up like this is too much food already but i don't regret anything i don't regret a single decision we've made this evening no this was really good mm. and our dirty fried bacon oh yeah. it's like three really distinct flavors like it's it's three ways of doing like dumplings and cheese but it's three really distinct flavors three really traditional things 
like flavors that you'll get from this area, from the Slovakian sort of area, from that influence, like this whole sort of Central Europe area, a lot of the food is very similar in influence, but this is the first time I've had, had cheesy filled like this. Yeah, obviously it's all about the cabbage and bacon, well pork in general, but the whole region, it's almost stereotypical, how people joke about it's all about pork and cabbage in Central Europe. Well, when they add all the cheese to it and the potato dumplings, yeah, it's just cabbage ridiculous. isn't standard cabbage. Like it's like it's really tasty cabbage. Like if you just go uh, cabbage, it wants to eat cabbage. It's like pickled cabbage or sauerkraut style, which I'd never really eaten before I came here. So I just figured it'd be like weird cabbage. I don't know. I don't know what I expected it to taste like. No. Either way, I've been very much enjoying the food in Central Europe. It is often quite hearty, which is not good for my diet. No, the diet. I say diet, the non-existent diet. bit touristy but delicious food the food was great the service was great it's a really cool place the platter was massive oh my we just walked out so stuffed we were like oh my god so much cheesy awesome uh, cheesy carby tasty wonderful hence why we're on a diet right now yes. except for the beer that we're currently drinking well we have to drink a beer to record podcasts that's how it's done it's the rule of podcasting it's very important so all right it is interview time Enough food and wine. Let's talk about more food and wine in the interview. Uh, <laughs> no, there is some history stuff in here as well. Yeah, but Betty from Bratislava Tourism decided she was just going to stuff us full of local sweets while we did this oh, interview. Oh, it was good. Yeah, you'll hear more about that in the interview. We're not going to spoil it all for you now. But we do get to try the most famous local dessert, which is the Bratislava nut rolls. And they were tasty little things, and there'll be a photo on the show notes of those. But yeah, let's get into our interview with Betty. Bratislava is a city in Central Europe. Few people said that like, we are already like Eastern Europe, but I said like Vienna is the central and Bratislava is only 60 kilometers from there, so it's not really Eastern Europe. And uh, it's the city with 500,000 inhabitants. And it's, um, you know, it's the city which you have to find because it's like a little bit city. I heard people saying that it's a nice part because it's city with the big atmosphere but it's small, actually. So yeah. so you can get easily everywhere you want. We don't have a big traffic jam, for example, and so on. So And Bratislava is a city with a nice history. For example, we have coronation celebrations, which uh, will be in June, because uh, for a long time Bratislava was a coronation city. And I don't know, what else? So you've lived in Bratislava your whole life? Yes, yes, I'm from here and my parents were from Bratislava and my grandparents were from Bratislava. So they are like uh, uh, some people from, from Bratislava. They used to ask like, where are you from? And when you say something like this, they say like, oh, you pure Bratislavian people, per so, <laughs> person. So, so Many generations like, back. Yeah, before it was called Presburg or Poshoni. Mm -hmm. It was in Hungarian, in Austrian language also, so yeah. 
the, the pure Bratislava blood. <laughs> yes, through and through. Yeah. So what are some of the things, like, if you wanted to, what are some of the things that people would do on a weekend here? Would do on a weekend. Yeah, what's, is, are you guys, like, really adventurous? Do you go out hiking all the time? Or is it more, there's a big beer culture here? Like, what are some of the fun things to do in Bratislava? fun things to do in Bratislava. What I like is, for example, to go hiking, but it's it's not actually in Bratislava, you know, you should go like one hour or two hours to go somewhere, but, uh, but in Bratislava, for example, what I would recommend to tourists to, to book a post-socialistic city tour, mm-hmm. it's like a city from like totally different point of view. Is, you know, they will drive you on the old cart called Skoda. I don't know oh, if you, if you know. Yeah, so, yeah. So, so that they will take you to our biggest part called Petrzalka. It's a part of Bratislava made from concrete and block of flats, you know, so it's not like really historical thing, but it's built by the communists. And also, for example, you can visit the bunkers here and from the Second World War and they are now just revealing themselves, you know, so it's quite interesting and uh, there is also a nice television tower where is the restaurants and the restaurants is making circles there is a stripe and you eat and you 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 see Bratislava from every angle it revolves yeah yeah and uh, you can also see the Austria and so on so yeah because it's very close yeah but but you actually I'm not I'm not telling you what you ask me you, you ask me what people used to do during the weekend right yeah what's some yeah just fun things that people enjoy doing yeah I mean you know it depends on everybody I guess but for example when, when it's nice weather it's much easier you know yeah <laughs> it's a bit of a cold day today yeah we are a small city so I think we, we missed kind of big attraction it's easy to be Rome for example <laughs> yeah yeah exactly or or, or, or it's easy to be, I don't know, Barcelona. But what people likes to do, I think we are kind of people who likes the mainstream. I, uh, mostly of my friends I know, so they like to go shopping. For example, we have uh, actually nice shopping center called Eurovia. It's in, on the bank of the river Danube. And there are many restaurants and cafeterias and, and you can enjoy it on, on this riverbank. And it's quite, of, I said, like holiday destination for me because when you sit there during the summer, it's really nice. And actually, Slovakia is from the Europe, I think, on the fifth place of the most square meters per person of shopping centers. Oh, wow. So I'm not sure about this position. Maybe it's third or four. I'm, I'm not yeah. sure. But we have actually quite a lot of shopping centers. So people love to shop. You love to shop this is the place to come <laughs> nice yeah do you have anything that you well, want to ask and if you are shopping here it seems a little bit cheaper than Austria and Germany is is that the case for shopping as well? Yeah, it's cheaper and I think it's probably because of salaries because here they are also much lower. For example, I think the average average salary here like in clear it's like 800 850 euros per month. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's not like so so much for example, so rents are cheap. Here, cheaper here and for example I used to tell to the people like oh you want to visit Vienna you want to visit Budapest cool go to Bratislava rent a flat here or book a hotel here and go there for a trip because it's much cheaper good tip so yeah and Vienna really with the, with the bus which is coming here nearby the city from here from the city center it's like 50-60 minutes to Vienna so yeah, easy yeah. yeah and Vienna's not cheap 
Yeah. No, Vienna was quite expensive and it was interesting <laughs> to turn up here just now and go, wow, wow the, the prices, prices are so really much good. lower. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like restaurant food and drink and stuff is almost half. Yeah, you can get a lunch meal for like less than five euros. You can get a lunch daily menu. Yeah, daily menu, normal price here is 350 euros. Yeah, that's great. That's really affordable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And but for example, people also likes uh, like to go to concerts. We also make project of classical music of the classical musics, uh, which are concert, for example, in uh, Bratislava Castle, which are pretty nice. And also, uh, when people want to see, because we have actually, you can see here good concerts. You know, we also have like a good artists, good singers, and so on. And for much less money than, for example, in Vienna. Yeah, mm. you know. They also, people from Vienna used to come here, and and <laughs> because it's cheaper, you know, you can have it here, 20, 30 euros. They they pay 100. So you yeah. know, even when you book a ticket, bus ticket or whatever, it's still it's cheaper. So yeah, wow. So. Okay. Shall we try some of these desserts? Yes, the food's turned up, so we should maybe try the Bratislava roll yeah, first. Yeah. This is the most traditional one. The um, royalty roll. The royalty roll, and I yeah, think we yeah. recorded something on this earlier. We did. So we'll put that in. Um, and it's shaped like a small horseshoe. And it's like a sort of golden pastry with this sort of almost leopard skin, sort of crinkly where it's where it's cooked and it's separated and it looks really cool. Looks like tiger bread. And we said earlier it's got poppy seeds in it. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, poppy seeds and also some of them could be with the walnuts also. So. Oh, so it's actually quite firm. It's not a soft sort of. It's not like a Cornish pasty or something. It's um, yep, it's quite firm. And it's not really easy to uh, to do it. I tried at home a few times. It wasn't bad, but <laughs> I still have to work on it. It's a bit hard to perfect, huh? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, mm. slightly sweet, but not too sweet. Mm. Yeah, they are nice. I love, I love poppy seeds. Yeah. yeah, me too. Mm. <laughs> okay. Nice. And then we've got the cake with the sour cherry and cream cheese. Yeah. Tuck that under there. Yeah, so it's like a it's like a cheesecake but with cake on the bottom rather than yeah, biscuit on the bottom. Yeah, it's like sponge on the bottom. Yeah, kind of, but the cheesecake have a different dough. Mm. This yeah. is dough with the yeast. Mm. Yeah, you can taste those sour flavors coming through. Mm. Mm. That's very yeah, nice. Yeah, I do love cherries. <laughs> yes. So I'm a big fan of this one already. And um, what was this one? This one just came out. This is called kremesh because creme here is the cream, mm -hmm. and it's the here the, the white part is the whipped cream, and here is the like the normal cream from butter and so on and then dough. I don't know actually what is this dough made from. But this is also really traditional. Also, you can find it with the top of the chocolate. Ah, uh, but but like really really thin top of the thin chocolate. chocolate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the, it's like got a layer of what almost looks like a cake on the top and the bottom, which are both like one centimeter thick. And then it's got like, a, yeah, those two layers cream, of cream. Cream and cream. Just cream mass, and cream. two different yes, types yes. of cream layered in between, which are sort of uh, maybe like three centimeters of cream there. There's a lot of cream. That's yeah. quite a good amount of cream. Quite happy about that. <laughs> All right, let's try it. All right. I'm guessing it's going to have creamy flavors. Cream. Let's find it's out. It tastes like cream. <laughs> Trying to fit it all in my mouth. Yeah, I'm trying to get the entire thing in one go. Mm. <laughs> oh, it's really good. Mm. It's oh got ginger God. flavors. So, 
the bottom. Is it? Ginger shouldn't be ginger in here. It tastes a little gingerbready. I don't know if that's what that is. It tastes huh? like it's that almost biscuity flavor. Kind of. It's freaking awesome, that's what it is. <laughs> this might be my favorite so far. It's really good. And this bottom cream layer that's really, really yellow, it almost looks like egg custard, but it actually tastes a bit like clotted cream. It's like the really thick cream. And that's what's enhancing the flavors. I'm just eating beautiful fat right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. It's good. It's good. Everything at this cafe is homemade, so. Yeah, they are, they are homemade, like mm. they have a few suppliers and they are really making cakes home. Very cute little cafe. Yeah. And even fun? the drinks, did we talk about the drinks already? We didn't talk about the drinks. So they've brought the these um, sort of homemade lemonades, but they're not just lemon, they've got lots of different mm -hmm. options. And um, this one's got various berries in it, it's actually gone a nice purple colour. It's got mint in as well. Mm and strawberries and yeah so it's like these multi-fruit lemonades that they're all homemade and they're brought in these mason jars super cute yeah really cool there'll be photos on the show notes yeah and they are quite popular the the homemade lemonade you can find it everywhere and i like it also because it's fresh and it's easy to do you can even do home you know so and it's really really popular i don't know whether you you've seen there are many trees now with the white flower, like big bunch of white flower. If you notice them, it's really I don't know how to call it, how to tell it in English, but we call it baza, and it's quite popular now to do syrup from from these trees. You you just take the flowers and you put it into the water with some acid and then with the sugar, and you have a nice syrup. Very nice. Okay, we'll yeah, have to yeah. keep an eye out for that. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. Yeah, I'm loving the cakes. <laughs> yeah. So what was the name of this cafe? Zeppelin. Zeppelin? Mm -hmm. It's and not it's really like a Slovak name, but yeah. <laughs> it's Zeppelin. Zeppelin oh, it's Ze Zeppelin. Oh, Zeppelin. Yeah, like Zeppelin yeah. Cafe. Mm -hmm. Okay, in English. And it's right off, this is the central square in Bratislava here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so behind us we have... The central square, and if you go just this way, you will find the Hviezdoslavovo square. He was the like writer. And there is Hotel Carlton, and there is also the uh, National Theatre, old National Theatre, because now we have new National Theatre, but okay. it's older, old, nice building and so on. I like it much more than the new one, but, yeah. you know, the new one was when they finished building, building it, it was already old, because they were building it 20 years, you know. So, oh, wow. So we have, we have actually two old, old National Theatres. The new one's not so new. Yeah, not so new, but people who went in, actually, I haven't been there, but uh, they are really, like, uh, satisfied with, with the services and how it looks like inside, so... So people are happy with the, the yeah. old new theatre. Yeah. The new old theatre. <laughs> Whichever yeah. one it is. Whichever it is. Did you want some? There is a third fork. Oh, oh yeah, why not? Yeah. We can't eat it all to ourselves. No. That would be gluttonous. <laughs> yeah, I will try this one, because this one I didn't try here. I remember my grandmother really doing good. this. Mm. <laughs> that is my favorite. Okay, it's yeah. It's the winner. Cool. I like them all. It's good. Mm -hmm. This is the sound of us indulging. Yeah. <laughs> We're having dessert before dinner, which is good. We do this all we the time. We do this a lot. All the time. Funny. I guess you could class this as afternoon tea. Exactly. But without the tea. Yeah. Just the cakes. And yeah. 
if we are going to eat some sort of traditional local food this evening, what is like the, the main thing we should try? What is a good dinner? Uh, I think you will try tomorrow when, if the dinner is included there on the wine tour, they will for sure let you taste the duck, which is baked in the oven. Actually, you have to bake it like three or four hours with the kind of potato pancakes. And uh, when they are done, you have to pour it into a fat from this duck. And so it's uh, really oily. So. But sounds good. Yeah, it's really, really tasty. So duck and potato pancakes. And, and yeah, and in, it is this, this duck, these pancakes, and uh, with the cabbage. But not sour cabbage. This, this cabbage is like cooked and it's kind of sweet. Okay. So this is like really, really traditional from here. And, uh, you know, we, we also have some sausages and, and these kind of things. But this is like really traditional. And usually it's going with the wine tours. There is a duck with the cabbage. That's something to look forward to. Okay, fingers crossed. Do like duck a lot. I wasn't expecting there to be so much duck in these areas, but no? yeah, we had no idea that it was so popular in Central Europe. Which is it's good. Really, on the during the autumn time, when you don't eat duck and you don't go on a wine tour, you don't exist. <laughs> Here, it's really, really popular from September until the end of November. People usually go to like a. We do the wine tours. You go from from the end of Bratislava. There are many villages, and then you go. You you taste wines and so on. And, and every time you, you eat this duck, so it's really popular here. Mm. Should be good. Good. I'm a fan of duck. Love duck. <laughs> All right, we've talked a lot about food. Yeah. What other sort of questions do we have? <laughs> we always talk about food. We can't help ourselves. Yeah. yeah. Just food I fanatics. Food, food, food and so. then beer. Mm-hmm. Food and the beer. Uh, I can't tell you much about beer. I'm not it's really okay. fan of the beer. But. We'll discover the beer for ourselves. Yeah, we're pretty good at doing that too. Yeah. Also, when you will go here, you will reach the river and there is actually a really new brewery open. It's on the other side, but you can go... I think I saw this one on the map as well, oh, perhaps. Cool. So, yeah, it's like Danube Brewery, so they made a beer there and it's really new. I haven't been there and I'm not a fan of the beer, so... No, no, yeah. fair enough. But people said you should visit, so... <laughs> we'll go check it out. Mm-hmm. I'm going to end up on an impulsive pub crawl. Mm-hmm. Just by accident. <laughs> by accident, unplanned pub crawl through Bratislava. Yeah, That's didn't know right. there were so many microbreweries here. So yeah. this is a pleasant surprise. You know, for example, here you can also find few expensive clubs, but but that's what I see. Like people mostly like the, not the cheapest one, but like pubs with the normal prices when they don't have to act like oh come on I'm posh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we, <laughs> yeah, we don't want to be pretentious. Yeah, you don't want to go to the dingy, dingy smoke bar full of men, but you don't don't want to go go to the the posh. Yeah. Where you feel like you can't touch anything. Mm. Yeah, (laughs) don't like that. Everyone's serving you. If you've got three different people serving you, then it's too posh. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) definitely. More than one person serving per table, it's too posh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. (laughs) It's clearing up. I see blue. We might get some good photos. Yeah, hopefully it's going to get better. Well, actually, this is something we need to know about, and I'm sure other people coming here will be interested in. If we want to go and take some amazing photographs of the architecture, which are the best streets to go? and what are the most important things to go and take photos of? You will, I think, easily find out what is the city centre because it's quite small Mm -hmm. and also you can find it in the brochure. But if you go, for example, here on the left side, it's a Primates Palace. 
It's, it's really beautiful and it has, for example, the, the mirror room where uh, used to be like different uh, kind of meetings, like political and so on. You're on, on the left, oh, oh yes, it's left side, okay. <laughs> it's the Bratislava castle and like from Bratislava castle down here to River Danube, it's the city center and it's the same white, for example. So, and really you can do it like in half of the day tomorrow in the morning. So it's best to just sort of wander the streets, get lost and see what you find. Yes, 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 definitely. Because they are the city centre is small, so you, you will find easily what you're searching for. So but the, definitely the Primus Palace, the Bratislava Castle, the, the Opera House and what else? Yeah, a few fountains and so on, so <laughs> cool. And is there a part of town where there's like a alternative culture, where it's not just the traditional buildings, maybe places where the young people go outside of the city center? It's actually not really outside of the city center. One, one club which is like uh, really underground, it's under the castle because the castle stands on the hill and inside of the hill is one, it's called Sub Club and it's really like underground and a lot of DJs coming here every year and, and like uh, every Friday, Saturday it's full of young people who love this kind of music and also there is a, it's called Cultural Center Danube and also furniture there and so on it looked like quite old and they have different types of music but for example people used to meet there for some debates like even it's political or something different they, they used to meet there and what else there is also interesting place called the New Spirit and it's also a bar and club with the underground music and, and people people knew it like for ages they are open more than 10 years where would you find the so. hipsters? hipsters? the hipsters where are the hipsters? the hipsters are in every town now yeah it's a massive movement where are the hipsters? Yeah. hipsters you can find hipsters in this brochure I gave you the secret doors to Bratislava is we normally call it the, the hipsters brochure yeah because because they, they're really meeting in these this kind of cafeterias and like they really search for bio and for home products and this kind yeah. of thing so yeah. so th these are these are places where they meet yeah oh the hipsters <laughs> Well, yeah. I My like their plan. I just don't like their trousers. <laughs> but I like their cafes. You refuse to wear skinny jeans and those no, glasses. No, I don't have the beard. I know. No, beard and tight trousers is not for me, but... Cool cafes, they've done a good Could job be. there. We'll let, we'll let my brother Rick be hipster for, for all of us. Mm -hmm. He's like, my brother the other day is like, oh, I got some new glasses, and it's like these black rim. Oh, I'm yeah. like, oh, you're it's, such a hipster. And he wears the checkered shirts. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Such a hipster. My yeah, goodness. And you can see some people also going with the bicycles. Even the Bratislava, it's like on the hill, so it depends. But yeah, people using bicycles. Yeah. I wish to use it more, but I cannot imagine me going home up the hill on the bicycle. I know, could right? be quite uncomfortable. Yeah. Especially with all these cobblestones as well. It's mm -hmm. like like bikes and cobblestones don't mix. Yeah. Although we have recently become aware of segueing, mm -hmm. and I've decided I want to segway everywhere. I no longer wish to walk. I don't want a bicycle. I want to segway. Have you ever done it? No. It's never, really cool. Never, never. It's so I easy. recommend being it's so pleasant. Being it's part of the tourism department, I saw them come past before. You should hit them up for a free tour so you can promote okay, them to okay. people coming through. Segwaying is fun. Yeah, never try. For me, all the time, it was like a common segway. I'm the normal tourist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, segways. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. We found that yesterday, like, yeah, you pass people and they're either like, oh, 
bloody segways or they're like what is that that yeah, looks really cool yeah but I can imagine when you are traveling all day and you are walking still so segway could uh, save your legs they're good <laughs> yeah it's they're nice really cool. you get to see a lot of stuff in a very short yeah, amount yeah, of time yeah. as well so if you're on a very brief trip just for a weekend then it's yeah, it's really but easy. Also, uh, when you want to have some some short sightseeing, you can book the. We got the small trains which can take you to Bratislava Castle. It's really nice view from there. So and then there are standing on this direction near, near the old opera house. So if you want, they are pretty cheap, yeah. like few euros really. Get good views in the city. And also, when you have time, there is a bridge. You will see it when you reach the Danube. And, and we call it UFO, like the, the flying object. And, and it's, it's the bridge and up there it's really like a UFO and it's a restaurant inside and it's also a nice view from there. Very cool. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. I think that's good. All right, I think we've got everything oh, that I, we need. You uh, did a fantastic job. Thank you very job. much. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> you know, uh, I think it's almost the end of the show. That can only mean one thing. What time is it? It's travel homework time. Yeah, it's travel homework. And it's a really simple one. See, we've been very easy on you lately. Yeah. Very simple homework, but it's very important homework. So what we want you to do is go out and try our Google Translate tip. Put it into action. And we want to know if you actually have success. Like, think of I a, think you will. I think you will. Think of a country that you want to visit or you are planning on visiting. Do some like Google Translate words with like either food or restaurant related or hotel related, whatever you happen to be looking for. And if you do find something awesome, tweet us at My Travel Freedom and we want to know about it. Yeah, if you find a local restaurant that is not on TripAdvisor or something or, you know, it's just completely local, there's no information about it in English, but it looks great, just, you know, tweet us about it. Tell us what you found. Tell everyone what we found. We'll oh, share it around. Also, someone else tweeted us a haiku the other day. We need ah, to read that out on the next podcast. That was back in episode 13. And someone tweeted us just the other day yeah, with a haiku. We're on episode 41 right now, and we've they've just managed to write their haiku. I love that you guys are going back and listening to old episodes. It's good. Go back. Catch up. See what else other crap we've yeah, said. Yeah, there was some random shit back there that we did that was quite interesting. Yeah, so go and have good. a listen to that. That's your second travel homework. Listen yeah, to more of the old episodes. All, yeah. Go archive, do it. Thanks for listening to the Travel Freedom Podcast. Show notes and resources for this episode are waiting for you at travelfreedompodcast.com. Join us again every Monday to learn how to supercharge your online income and travel like a prince on a pauper's budget. We are waiting for your comments and feedback, so tweet us at mytravelfreedom. Or email info at travelfreedompodcast.com. I'm Tomo. And I'm Megzi. Catch us again every Monday on the Travel Freedom Podcast. Bye for now. Bye. 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 Bye.